I'm Shropshire, and I'm a product. I'm a product of getting a four-year scholarship to play football in college. I'm a product of being a rookie of the year that freshman year and having a great time. But also, I'm a product of 22 citations in one dorm room. I'm a product of going from a 3.1 GPA to a 1.4 GPA. I'm a product of feeling guilt, shame, depression, embarrassment. But also, I'm a product of a turnaround. You know, Dr. Miles Monroe once said, the greatest discovery in life is self-discovery. And during that time I lost my scholarship and everything was ripped away from me, I discovered who I was. And because of that, I am who I am today. When I discovered myself, I could think better. I could do better because I knew better. I ended up getting that scholarship back, ended up becoming the chaplain of my team, ended up making an impact on my campus. So I said all that to say this, my lifelong dream desire is not just on the stage, but it's to help others, especially students, discover who they were called to be. I want to help students across America to make the greatest impact in their community, in their family, and also the world. I'm Tim Shropshire, and I'm a product. Man, it's just an honor to have you on the platform. You know, I want to say thank you so much for your time today. I mean, look at this. It's 9.44 p.m. Eastern Time, and my man right here is actually doing the interview. That's dedication, bro. Hey, dude, man, I, I knew it was going to be a late one. We just got in. We uh, we did California on food. We did California on Saturday. Uh, we did, uh, what was that, Oakland? I think it was, yeah, we was in near Berkeley on Saturday. And did Oakland on Sunday. Flew to New York on so from California to New York. Flew to New York for a show with the Hamiltons on Monday night. We had film yesterday in New York, and literally got in eight o'clock this morning. Wow! So uh, I've been. I was. I, I told the babies I'll tuck them in. And uh, and you took the, you take the family with you everywhere you go. No, nah, not for this one. No, nah, I was like, "Are we we going coast to coast?" I'm like, y'all got to stay at the crib. Oh, y'all at the crib. That tech ain't looking that good, right? <laughs> it, it's cute, but it ain't looking that good. So, so uh, but uh, but no, man. Uh, but you know, we've been rolling. So, um, and then we're out. Me and the wife were out for a whole week and a half. So, uh, so I was like, "Hey, y'all get all daddy's time." So, absolutely, I was, man. I was loving my babies. We got four over here at the crib. So. Wow. Congratulations, by the way. You blessed. You real blessed. It's a life, man. We love it. So we like, got... We grateful. We grateful. The wife wants some more. I'm like, you better calm down, girl. <clears throat> you better calm down. You got a basketball team over there. Oh, we good. I said, we're going to have us get us a sprinter van or something. You know what I'm saying? I heard that. Well, I definitely Thank want to... Thank you for doing what you do, man. Thank you for doing what you do and, and, and loving on the people, man. So, I, we, man, we, we appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that, man. I really do appreciate it. You know, um, I'm just staying humble, man, you know, taking it one day at a time. I feel like that's what it's all about, um, putting God first 
and um really showing the world out here, man, that this is where it's at. You know what I mean? Because so many people, they're afraid to really put Jesus out there on front street. Like, this is who I rep represent, you know? And um, in the society we walk in today, there's a lot of people that need to, to hear that gospel. And um, that's one of the things I can commend you on, man, because, you know, there's a lot of people called, but not everybody answers that call. And so when you say yes to God, he's able to use you as a vessel to really bless other people, man. So I just want to say I appreciate you for doing what you do, being obedient, and being able to be a vessel. Man, that's dope, man. Hey, it's, it's only right for us, you know what I'm saying? Or I, I, I like, I, I can't, I can't do it no other way, you know. As far as knowing that he's the one who called me to this, I, I, I always say, and I'm not ashamed to let people know what it is, especially you know, even when I'm on stage, you know what I'm saying. So the biggest thing is, I let them know, like if it wasn't for God showing me who He was in 2006, um, you know, I, I, you know. My my best friend, uh, me and him went through the same situation um, coming out of our freshman year, you know, college football. You know, we both was on academic probation. Uh, we both had to sit out in, um, and uh, went through a lot. And in that moment, 2006, that's when, you know, I met Christ, like, personally. And, uh, and then that's when he started getting into what he got into. You know, more clubbing, more drinking, and everything there. Um, unfortunately, he took his life a few years later, and um, and uh, at his funeral, that's when it really hit me that it really could have been him talking to my family about me, mm. and um, and God was just showing me, you know, like you know, my life was spared just because of the decisions, you know, that we were that was made, and I'm grateful that the decision was that. I was uh, that I chose him in that moment. So, in that moment, two thousand six, that's when also when I, I really embraced that relationship with Christ. But also, I, I found my wife, two thousand six. You know, it was dating at the time. You know, and then also that's when, um, in, I was introduced to stand up comedy. You know, what I'm saying as far as doing it as a career, mm -hmm. and um, and and for student athletes or those who play ball. When you stop playing sports and something was like your baby, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, you know, I didn't know I worshiped football. Like, I didn't know that football was my God until it got taken away. Wow. And, um, and so, and I didn't, I, I mean, that's all I did from the age of six until, you know, getting to college. You know, that's all I did was ball. So That's uh, deep, man, because you just said football was your God at one point. Oh, you know, man. you know what I'm saying? I, I, I base everything off of football, even my convictions, you know, off of football. You know what I'm saying? Um, seriously, like um, the reason why um, it is it, it's deep for me, you know, but um, it was it, I idolized it. And I didn't even know I did until it got taken away. And God had to show me, too, it was like, you know, my identity because my identity was so much in football. And um and, and you had a full ride scholarship for AT and T. Wow! Yeah, full ride, full ride, full ride to play ball. Um, everything was going great until I got hurt, and um, and then and then um, grades got hurt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then um, but but anywho, man. But in that moment, he, that had to get removed from me just to him to show me like my greater purpose. Him to show me like you know, there's more I want to do in your life. 
there's greater things that are in store for you. Um, but you can't find that for me personally. Mm-hmm. It was I couldn't find it just in football. It's like you got to find that in me. And um, that's when I wrote my pastor's book called Understanding Your Divine Calling. And that joint changed, man. And so God really showed me stand-up comedy. Like, Mike, that's what I want you to do. You know, I've seen it before. And that's why I say introduce it to me. Introduce it to, like, being a, a, a career. Like, I, I never thought, you know, like, no, nah, I knew I was funny. But right. not, not, no, not no stage. You know what I'm saying? Not no career. Like, when somebody asked you what you want to do in life, I was like, I want to play ball. We'll go to the lead. And stand-up comedy ain't no joke. We're talking like actually performing live in front of a real audience. Now we're not Man, talking about skits. Yourself, yeah. You, you you by yourself. So I was like, nah, I'm like, I, and I knew I was funny to make the guys laugh, you know what I'm saying? But I, I never thought saw myself on those sta- on stage funny. So wow. uh, so people are seeing like I saw I started making videos in 2017. That's when I made my first video. My daughter choked on the chicken wing and I, you know, went viral doing that. They're like you do with the chicken wing videos. Right. That was two thousand that was 2017. And uh but I uh, but I started doing stand up in two thousand nine. Mm. So two thousand nine is when I started doing stand up. So I've been doing comments. And then doing stand-up since then and um doing churches and all that good stuff, you know, all throughout North Carolina. You know, I was tell for I was doing every nursing home in North Carolina. I feel like I feel like they had for like if you turn eighty five in a nursing home, I was pulling up on you. You know what I'm saying? It was jokes and applesauce, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's that, that, that's what it was. Right. And so um I started doing the videos and that's what it took me kind of nationally as far as getting nationally national recognition and started traveling a little bit more. So now, I really do want to touch on these videos really quick because now you went from the stand-up to the videos and there was a gap there. So there was some hesitation there before you got to the videos. Now, I heard your testimony already, but I definitely want people to hear it because it's it's something about the obedience that was in your testimony that stood out to me. You know, when you went there to the church and you heard that sermon, I want you to explain to the people so that way they can understand how obedience changed your life. Yeah, yeah, the game changer. So I, uh, I, uh, I, I got these shirts and it says "God Family Chicken Wings," and so, uh, uh, and uh, they're like, "Are oh, you little chicken wings like that, man? Is, 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 isn't that order like that?" Truth be told, I usually wait to tell this when I'm on stage. Uh, but it's not that I love chicken wings so much. I'm just talking about the three things that changed my life. And so one is God because of who he is. Everybody know how deep God is. And family, they're super supportive. And I said chicken wings. And they'd be like, well, chicken wings are hitting like that. They, they do hit. But it was what happened. Uh, it's like a story behind it. And it goes back to what you were saying. It's an obedience thing for me. Um, I My prayer was, again, talking about doing the, doing the shows in the nursing home. You know, for the longest, I was, man... I was doing shows in Greensboro and Goldsboro and Green, you know, Greenville, North Carolina. I mean, I was tanned up North Carolina. But I was like, man, Lord, I love you and I love North Carolina. But I know you bigger than that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let me let me get on a plane one time tell joke. You know what I'm saying? Let right. Me, you know what I'm saying? Let me let me get pat down through TSA one time. You know what I'm saying? You went to the throw bowl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know you bigger than that. I know what we got going on. You know, so like I'm trying to travel a little bit, Lord. You know, I love it. Look, I love the two five two, but let me let let me see something there. Let me see let me see VA or something. You know, but I'm so seriously. So I was like, I said, Lord, you know, I trust you. I love you. I want to be a national and international comedian. 
that's what I want to be. I said, Lord, I want to travel the world, do this thing on Kanda. And every so often I would hear this still small voice say, make videos, make videos. This is 2015. Make videos, make videos, make videos. I'm like, man, because I'm hearing it. I'm like, uh, 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 I ain't making no videos. This when this is before videos got popular. Mm-hmm. I was like, make videos, make videos, make videos. And I but I was saying no because I was more afraid of what people would think of me as a grown black man making comedy videos online, skits and stuff online, you know? And so I was, I was hearing that still small voice. And so basically what was happening was I was ignoring God because I was more worried about what somebody was going to think about me. And it wasn't until I went to church one Sunday, this is two, this two years later. So you got to understand I'm, I'm, I'm dumbing down this voice and you got to be careful about dumbing down a voice that you know is convicting you. Cause now come on man so 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 I, I'm, I'm now training myself to whatever i hear so it's not even now and not even just like what i'm hearing for that moment in my life there it's really just whatever i'm hearing i'm just kind of like muting it mm. and so i'm in i'm in church one sunday and the pastor's preaching he said man he said some of y'all are praying prayers but the very answer that you're hearing, you're running away from the answer. And that's it. <laughs> that's deep. I was like, yo, we praying prayers, but we run away from the answer. And I was like, yo, that's me, bro. And I was like, and I started crying, but I was, I was dumb, boy. I was, they were like, man, you know, I, I'm in that, I'm, at the time, we had this multicultural church, and so a, a big black dude crying up in a multicultural church looked different, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm big boy, I don't know. And, uh, they think know. he about to have a whole breakdown for real. <laughs> hey, watch out. He might tackle you. We ain't got no for him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, but seriously, man, went home and I made that decision. And I know it seemed, some people are looking at it like, well, it's just a video. Man, that, for whatever, that thing, that thing, it was tough for me. And God was like, man, I don't want you, I don't want you having no daggone four or five cameras on super dope lighting. Man, pull out your cell phone and make a video. And I made my first video. I had a hundred views on Facebook. That's and this is the chicken wing video with, um, with your daughter story, it, right? It took it took to the third video. So the second video I dropped, three hundred views. I'm like, man, this look, look, I'm looking crazy. I dropped that third video, man, and it was about me and my daughter and the chicken wing. I posted it. It never it never downloaded. The the, the little circle kept on spinning. I'm like, man, I did all that work. I'm crying in the video. See what I'm talking about? It didn't go up. I looked the next day, man, and that video went 1.5 million views. Mm. I shared one time it go 3.5 million. And by by Tuesday, I dropped it on a Sunday. By Tuesday, Pittsburgh calls me, a church in Pittsburgh, uh, hits me up and was like, yo, we 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 need you to fly to Pittsburgh. I said, what's going on? They was like, bro, you hilarious. We need, this, we need you at this event. It was like, man, it don't matter what, how much it costs. We got to get you. I'm like, what, dude, by by Friday, again, it's at 3.5 million Vegas calls. And they like, hey, bro, we going to fly you and your wife out to Vegas. And they, it dawns on me. And they, again, I'm like, how y'all hear about me? It's like, it's this chicken wing video. I'm like, what in the world? So then it dawns on me, check your emails. Like, I ain't got to check my emails because 
all the nursing homes got my phone number. They can just call me. You know, <laughs> look, you set your expectations for the nursing home. Like, bruh, they can just bruh, call me. I ain't got to take my emails. You know what I'm saying? Because that's trouble. If my email is so dry, you know what I'm saying? So it just hit me like, man, check your emails. My look at my emails. I got 35 booking requests from all over the country. Mm. All to my Jacksonville, Florida. I'm talking everywhere. St. Louis. It was New York. It, it was just everywhere. And I heard that still small voice again. But this time it said, Do you trust me now? Wow. Woo! Boy. I know you had your praise dance situation. You had boy, your moment. You know, I ain't coordinated like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't really coordinated like that. But uh, I can't dance like everybody else getting in. But, dude, man, that, that, that joint gripped me so much. And, uh, and we just started embracing this journey. And we've been on the ride ever since. And um, like I said, you know, that I posted, I posted it, uh, I posted it on my way to New York, and I was like, "Yo, Lord, like, when I, I prayed, you know, <laughs> uh, I couldn't play the whole song, but Meek Mill's got a, uh, uh, you know, in a song. I don't know which song it was. Got a, little, <laughs> in, a little insert of, it, you know, excerpt of it. I was like, you know, we pray for times like this, you know, like, and so, I know what you're talking about. Come on, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I put it up, I, I put that up because literally, you know, it may not be big to somebody, but it was big to me that I was like, man, I'm literally flying from coast to coast in a matter of of hours. You know, I'm in I'm in, I'm going to California. I, I'd headline a show in Raleigh on Thursday. We fly to California on Saturday, do two shows in California, then fly to New York the next day, mm. and you headline it at one of the major venues in New York with one of your legendary all-time favorite groups, and you like, and I, I'm on that plane. I'm like, Lord, I thank you. And it won't even like when I'm like, man, it's it's the grind. I'm tired. Of, it won't even that. It was like. You're like, man, oh man, you just you just flew from California to New York and you on stage already. I was like, I was like, man, I'm grateful, man. And so what was the family doing th- during this time? Like, that's a lot of moving around. That's a quick adjustment, you know. Um, that's a different lifestyle. I mean, it's like I prayed okay. for this and God delivered. And it's like, wow, I really gotta get ready for this. It was like you ever hear the saying, you gotta stay ready so you ain't gotta get ready. Well, did you feel like you were ready at that point when it was happening? So what I I I was trying to get, I think at this point, my family, and I'm just well, I'll just say my wife, we were just waiting for it to get there. You know, we we was trying, you know, and so it it was one of the things like we knew it was happening and it's gonna happen. It's like, Shrock, I want you to make sure that you're in position. And not even really getting my family ready. It was getting Shrock ready. Because God was like, I'm ready. Right. I got to make sure you you straight. So what some people don't know, from 2009 to 2014, I did travel the country every week. But I was a recruiter for North Carolina a and I would visit schools all across the country, and I would travel. And that's probably why and what got me into thinking like, man, I want I want to see the world. I want to do this with comedy, though. 
Right. So my wife was already used to me hitting the road. And uh, I remember meeting a one a comedian on the road one time. Again, I was doing shows locally, and I, I saw him at a uh, an airport. But I told him he thought I was on the road for shows, and I was like, "Nah, I, I'm actually recruited for A and T." And he said, "He said right then that moment," and uh, and it still sticks to me today. He said, "He said, oh, God just preparing you. He's preparing you." So I don't even. I think I'll have it up here, but um. But so in my job as an admissions counselor, beside my door, we always had all of our admissions material in a black suitcase because you never know in Orlando, Florida may call you and say, hey, we need you to come to this national conference or fair mm-hmm. and do an event and you got to be ready. So so downstairs is my bag to pack. If anything were to happen, if someone say, yo, we need you to pull up. I just kind of always had that mindset. And so we just ready to rock, man. Like, we, that's all I want to do. And even when times get rough, bro, and you know how it is kind of just going after that dream. Yeah. You know, my wife even tells me, man, this how I knew it was real. Like, we, we was like two kids in, and it got real tight financially. And I told my wife, I was like, man, I may have to go back into higher education and start working in higher ed. And um, and she was like, don't go backwards. I'm like, you, you don't see that big account? You, you see them kids? When wifey was all in, I was like, wow, let's go. That's that support. She wouldn't let me go back. She was like, nah, we're going to figure this thing out. You got this. And so, um, so, so yeah, man. So, so we've, we've like embraced it all, like as a family. So, um, everything we do. So a lot of times my, my, my kids do travel with me or we do travel as a family. And so, um, you know, I, um, we homeschool our kids because of this, mm. because the vision was we saw our family on the road, you know, um, my, my wife made a conscious decision even early in my career. She was like, she was like, I, mean, I think my, my daughter, her first her first uh, show was in Savannah. She was six months old, about five or six months old. And uh, she was like, I want your daughters to know what daddy's what daddy do. And, uh, and my wife, and my wife was really instrumental in making sure that the kids were at shows. Again, I'm doing I'm, I'm not performing at clubs like I'm doing now. I'm at churches so we can always have them in the bag chilling but she was like i just want the, the kids to know what daddy do and that was different for me i'm like all right let's roll so she'll bring the kids and uh now the boys we got the boys and the boy just got here you know them, them, they three and two they did hey hey they got to come with security because i'm joking different and you know <laughs> they, they they did but but we homeschool our kids because the vision is we see we see the tour bus man we see them try. We see us traveling, man. And so it's happening, and uh, we see it where they they uh, we're able to adjust because we don't want to be. Man, it's dope to be on the road, but I love family, man. You know, I, I like <laughs> that's why I got caught up tonight. I told my boys, I told my boys, I said, "No, I'm tucking y'all in." I told my girls, "I'm tucking y'all in." Right. And uh, now, how important is that as a father? To tell your kids, I'm gonna tuck you in because I think 
this go over a lot of people's heads. I, I kind of want to touch on this a little bit. Being an actual father to your children, you know, setting the example um, in the structure in the home and how things are supposed to work and really establishing that bond and doing life together. Something as simple as tucking your child in at night. What is that like for you and how important is it? Man, that's everything. I, um, man, I, um, I'm incomplete in my assignment on this earth if I'm not a father, if I'm not a hands-on father, if I'm not an intentional father. You know, um, everything else, everything else don't even mean anything, man. You know, everything. The reason why I do what I do is one because I, I, I want to glorify God. I want to make a great example about my pain you know, of my parents and what they did for me. Um, but is it at the end of the day, outside of honoring God with this thing, it's really for them, bro. Um, the stand up, everything. The reason why um, we're we're working on creating a special right now, like a economy like stand up special. I mean, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I know I'm supposed to do it for the people. I promise you, I'm supposed to do it for the people. But in my heart, I'm doing it for my kids because when I'm gone, I want them to know what the body of work. I want them to know why Daddy was rolling. I don't know what career path they're gonna go into, but I, I gotta at least leave a blueprint for them, right? You know, and I want to leave a strong body of work behind for them. You know, I want to, I want, I want them to, boom, this is what daddy did. That's why he was up late. That's what he was writing about. These are the stories he was telling. Oh man, this is, he talked about Disney World. This is what we, I want them to see that. I want them to, I want my gift and how I treated it to teach them how they're supposed to do their gift, you know, because they may go into culinary, they may go into some, some type of profession, whatever. I want them to see the blueprint that I left and, and the, the, it teaches them. They shouldn't have to have another teacher. Right. I should be able to teach them with, with this life that we put out, like, boom, dude, daddy died empty. And that's so... And so I think that's the biggest thing for me is it, everything is for them um, and, and and them seeing me because they're going to see, they're going and, to... And, and again, we're in the business of touching lives, you know, loving on people, shaking hands. For me, you know, outside of the stage, the greatest thing is is after the stage is it's it's it's, it's post show is it's talking to the people love it man because i love people and so i don't want to be you know that person i don't want my kids to ever say like man you know they got daddy's time and i never got it mm, that's so deep that's you know? that's that's one of the things a lot of people struggle with when they get to this um level of this process where they're always on the go. They're always leaving home to go make the money for the household. Um, but just saying that you're spending so much time with other people. I think of it like a, a head coach of a football team. Like those players on the team, it's like their kids. You get what I'm saying? And, and then the fact that they may have actual kids at home, there has to be a balance there. And keeping that balance and making sure your kids understand that they're the priority, yeah. regardless of how busy you get. I think that's so important for them being able to even move in life, you know, um, setting that, exam that example. And also 
giving God all the glory, bro. Like, that's a big deal. And, and I always put that out there first because without him, what, we're nothing. <laughs> we're absolutely nothing without him. So we got to give him all the glory um, because there was times that he was looking out for us and we didn't even know it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, those situations you went through, even in college, when you when you felt like, man, I'm losing everything. I got injured. I'm out for the almost the whole season. What am I supposed to do? This is supposed to be my dream. Mm-hmm. And I love in one of the interviews you had previously, you said it was a pivot moment for you. Yeah. It pivot, man. Everything. It changed everything, man. Uh it was like the it was like the best worst thing that ever happened. Man, I can relate relate to that so much. I can. Yeah. I'm telling you. Um, you know, so, yeah, man. It, it's important. So let's talk about this chicken, man. It, it's only right I got you on the podcast and we talk about some chicken. You know, um, and I'm a man of my word. I, I reached out to you and I did tell you that during the interview, I was going to have some chicken. All right. <laughs> so I got it. This is homemade chicken. Oh, that thing look. That thing. Is it, did you bake it? Did you bake it's it? Bake, it's baked. It's baked. And it's that barbecue. That Come on now, what, so, you, what, what, what you put on? What you put on? Bro? My wife cooked it. It's her special recipe. You put on about four twenty five, about about forty two minutes. Wife special recipe. She look, hey, hey, tell wife she, it looking good. It looking good. It got the glaze on there. You got, can we get, I see that little crust on it. I see the crust <laughs> on that thing. Don't, don't, make, don't make me wake these kids up. <laughs> don't make me wake. Hey, let's go. So I, I wanted to talk about the. Good about the reviews like how did that start man like uh you started to kind of go on a little mini tour it seemed like just for taste testing you know how did that happen and did you expect it to blow up the way it did not at all bro like it was it was super random and organic you know we were just trying to make another pivot and 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 uh just doing something creative with I mean, we, we, we smacked dab in the pandemic, you know, everything closed. You know, we're doing these Zoom shows to $50, it ain't cutting it, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so uh, this guy asked me to come in, and uh, the guy asked me to come to, it was going to fly me to Houston, Texas, to talk about his RV park, black-owned RV park. He was like, hey, bro, can you just do a commercial or just a video about my RV park to your followers? I'm like... What? Like I don't I don't know no like I was like, okay. So I did that. <laughs> Paid me good too. And I'm like, people do that? And um and um and somebody else randomly. Like, hey man, can I can I can you can you make a video about this? I'm like, for my business. I'm like and so when that started came, coming about, I said, man, let's just create promote with Shrop. Let's see what happens. You know what I'm saying? So we did that. And so um and so when we did when we knocked that out. The flyer, I've had five brands hit me up. Funeral hit me up. I'm like, oh lord! Wow. Well, the funeral, the funeral home hit funeral you up. Home. Our funeral home, out man, of Canada, North Carolina, hit me up, and I said, man, and they were like, I don't know, shoot, we did it too, and that joke crazy, it was funny. So, um, but a chef hit me up. I was like, hey, I'm gonna promote my catering business. Can I come over to your house and cook for you? Can I cook brunch for you? And I was like. You want to you wanna pay me to cook for me? I was like, where did you do that at? <laughs> what? So she came over to the house, cooked brunch for me, 
It was good. She made a nice little meal. I never forget it. It was a, 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 a shrimp and grits. Had a little, had a little, uh, um, you know, little sausages over there. A little egg. You know, it was nice. I was like, okay. Right. Uh, but a chef out of Maryland saw that. She was like, oh, that was that was cute. But let, I, but I want to fly you up to Maryland. And uh, shout out to Chef Natasha. She's like, I want to fly. Didn't, didn't even know the girl. Didn't even know him. I just, I was like, I like, I told Elsa, like, you cool, you cool, you cool with it. You Can we get a shout out real quick, man? This guy is catching planes to eat food. <laughs> catching planes to eat from strangers. I'm like, hey, player. And so, uh, and I knew she was serious because she dropped a, she dropped a nice deposit. I was like, this is real. You probably your mind is like, how do you process that right now? Like, how do you? This is one of those type situations where people be like. How do I apply for that position? Bruh, you know what I'm saying? It's called alignment, bro. When you're aligning, you're calling. This stuff just start happening. Sure. So she flies me up to Maryland, bro. And when I walk in, it's like flowers everywhere. I mean, it's chicken and waffles, ribeye. And, and th- th- what I mean, she was like, I want to show you what a real brunch is. She said, I saw you had brunch, but I'm going to show you a real brunch. I said, ooh, this a real brunch. Y'all, I, I mean, she had chicken and waffles. I mean, it was, all, she had almost like seven to eight meals. Fruit going down a waterfall. I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> By me just doing that review alone, bruh, 80-something chefs hit me up. Mm. It was like, they was like, oh, can, can you do that for me? I was like, well, you got to do it like her. To get that, I mean, and so a lot of people kind of was like, like really getting on me online. I was like, man, you just be going crazy over everything. Everybody's food can't even get as good. I was like, everybody's food ain't that good. I said, but who I've been reviewing, you got to understand. I ain't going, I ain't going uh, uh, down the street to Burger King. I said, these are chefs who make a living. I say, y'all going to Outback and getting a steak. From somebody who get paid twenty dollars an hour to make a steak, I'm getting my steak from somebody who get paid two hundred and fifty to eight hundred dollars an mm. hour to make a steak. Those are two different steaks, my friend. <laughs> Come on, them two. I'm got to get this. Them two different steaks. So, um, so man, it, it, it's really that has really helped shape us. It literally has, you know, I've been but. Uh, but it exposed my daughters and my kids to like culinary. So we've really been, they've been, they've been around chefs. And so I'm like, I didn't even think that that goes back to having your family involved mm-hmm. and let your family's family be in on it. So I'm indirectly, I didn't know that my kids are seeing black chefs cook. Like, bro, we didn't, I don't know about you, but I ain't grow up with seeing black chefs come to the crib. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Private chefs coming in to the house making food. These girls have seen chefs after chef after chef come to the crib. Like we play for the like we play for the Cowboys or something. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like we playing for the Ravens. Like they're coming in because hey, we want to. You know, we want to showcase. We go into a city and they see a chef pulls up on you. You know, I just did a review for. I just did a review review for uh, a guy in Wilmington, uh, North Carolina, uh, court with on time on time restaurant. Huge shout out to him. Um, I just I just drove we drove down there, loved on him, but did a full out review 
Food is crazy amazing, though, by the way. But the reason why I pulled up on him, and I never really, I never said this online, was I blessed him with a food review. I blessed him with a food review because when I was in Wilmington with the family on vacation, you know, I think he saw that I was going to be and he was going to pull up on me. I'm glad he did. He pulled up on me. But I tire blue while we're in Wilmington. My family, my family was stranded. And we couldn't even get to no food spots. So it's again, it's four of us, you know, uh, uh, four kids, my wife and the four kids. We couldn't get to no food spots. Everything's closed. So dude drives out to where we are at, pulls up on us. He brings food to us. And I mean, that drug was so good. And, and he was just catering at the time. I was like, buddy, when you when you get your restaurant, so he just opened up his restaurant. What I mean, so I did his review. This was what two weeks, two weeks ago. He just hit me back and was like, bro, we're getting people from Atlanta, New York, Minnesota. They're flying in. I was like, you lying, dog. Wow. He sends me video of someone that flew in from New York. Because well, when I posted this video, it went viral. It hit like half a million views. He, there was like, if these seafood air girls hitting like these, they, they, they either this dude capping or not. Mm-hmm. Like, so th- there's, they, he got videos of people giving reviews of the food, but saying, yeah, I saw this on TikTok from this guy and I flew in from New York or we flew in from Minnesota from this TikTok video. Wow. And I'm like, he told he said he said bro and one day we sold 1500 egg rolls i was like boy i said i should have charged you dog <laughs> <laughs> man that has to be a great feeling to have such an impact like that you know just on somebody's business or just to see somebody get a breakthrough you know because sometimes like you were praying for those situations i want to be an international comedian you're praying for these things and then when those prayers get answered man it just it just hits you in a place where you just knew it was God. And so even in a situation like that for him, it's a blessing to be a blessing. I think that's what I'm trying to say. In a yeah. situation you're able to look at somebody and say, Man, I'm a I'ma just do something for this person. And then you just see that seed grow until all of these different things is happening. And it's like you start to become a person that just starting planting seeds everywhere. Without even realizing it, you like you just start planting seeds places. There's some seeds that I promise you you've been planting that you have no idea how it actually turned out, and that's and that's the real blessing in disguise. That's dope that you said that, man. God, God recently reminded me to uh, shout to B and L Wednesday in the comments. I see and they in Atlanta. They got some of the best wing. Hey, nine eight nine eight. That wing, they holding. Hey, bro, they holding. The best wing in the country right now. After all them trades, so shout out to be in that wing. I see all the comments. Uh, but God reminded me, and he actually reminded me to keep a seed in the ground and and to remind me to stay hungry because the young shrop used to pull up on churches and not churches chicken, but <laughs> actual churches. <laughs> Uh, young Shrop used to pull up on churches and, and I would do like a five minute set on Sunday morning. You know, I would ask and get clearance and I guess, uh, and they'd be like, how much? I'm like, you don't got to pay me. 
you know, because I was just so hungry, boom, 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 boom. And so um, and it got kind of put in my heart, like, hey, like, go, you know, be that guy again sometimes. Be that guy. And so I think uh, last year, things are kind of going slow. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do some gigs. I just need to, I need to get, get out. Like, I need to do some work. And um, I did some shows. And uh, and I, I just said I did some shows. Didn't even charge anything. Within a year, the same folks hit me back and was like, what's your full rate? Like, you want the full rate or you want the... They said, what's your full rate? I, I gave them that full rate. They paid that full rate. And then I was like, we're going to pay it again because we want you for something else. I was like, ooh. <laughs> that alone paid for my trip to go to Africa on Sunday. Wow. And I ain't... Yeah, that's a whole other story. That's a blessing, man. But uh, it's all because of a seed that was sown. Boom. And God was just showing me, man, you never know. Just keep a seed in the ground because that seed may grow up and take care of you. Right. Now, so, do that. Just real quick, I just want to touch on this really quick because I'm thinking about your process that you went through. I'm thinking about the fact that you were obedient. And I have to always start at the root, you know, where the seed really took. Um, took place in the ground to grow and become what it is today to produce fruit in your life. Um, when I think about you being obedient to that calling of you making those videos and hearing you explain all of these things that really came out of that situation and how it's impacted your family, how it's changed your life and other people's lives. I get stuck on a moment where it's like, okay, there was a situation where you may have had doubt uh -huh. even though you knew like okay this is what i want to do this is the opportunity that's presenting itself to me and i didn't get the the uh reaction i thought i was going to get some people would have quit in that moment in their life what was the thing that kept you going and i'm only saying this because i heard an interview where you were talking about your first time doing stand-up and it was your very first time and you said the only thing you wish you could have done was left sooner in that situation. And to think about that moment to what you have been able to accomplish now, what what, what words of advice you got for people that could be going through something similar? I think um, I wish it was because I was a strong-willed, strong-minded person trying to get to the top. The only thing for, for me, for me, because you got people who got work ethic and willpower that run circles around me. But for me in my life, I, I'm only holding on to the vision that God showed me. That's what keeps me. That's what makes me not stop. You know, yes, my family, but, but truthfully is that, is that vision. Like God, you, you shouldn't have showed me that vision because I'm going to go out. I'm going to go after it because no matter what, if I get another job today, if I stop doing comedy, I have to live with the fact that, bro, you saw that vision. He showed you that thing. And I believe him, bro. And God has shown me too much and has, and has shown himself so much in comedy in my life and his walk that I know is real, that I know is true. So I'm like, I just got to stay the course. 
I just got to stay the course. And so if I give up on this, I think I'm giving up on something bigger than just a a Netflix special and and, 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 and what people may say. So it's, it's all about fulfilling purpose, man. So what what keeps me going, what keeps me from, because I'm not saying I don't have the moments where I, I don't feel like we get the moments. You get the moments. Like, we be like, bro, this ain't, right. you know. And a lot of times bread, you know what I'm saying? The bread don't be hitting like that. You be like, man, this ain't, this ain't. And then some, then that account fill up. You be like, you know what I'm saying? You know, I got that. You're like, hey, what? Well, come on, dog. Right. So I think that, I think honestly, it's, it's that constant reminder of knowing that this ain't my story. You know, this is. And um, I'm just living in it. And I, I just had to, I have to be a good steward of the story that he's, he's, he's placed my life in, and 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 and, and um, you know, he he wrote it, and I'm just trying to live it out. Wow. And so I, I, that's what I have to realize, because I'm arrogant and selfish if I give up on the dream, give up on the calling, give up on the assignment. That's just, bro. That's just, bro. Come on. Wow. That's an amazing perspective. You called yourself arrogant and selfish if you give up on a dream. Yeah. Because that, to me, what that's saying is it's not just about yourself at this no. point. Because I, 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 from, I mean, again, this was for me. Right. I didn't grow up watching Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. I hear people say that. Oh, I was watching Eddie Murphy one night and I was like, that's what I want to do. Man, I watch Eddie Murphy and I'm like, that was funny. That's all I. <laughs> Right. I ain't no time I want to be no comedian. When I mean this comedy thing came out of nowhere, like, not come on now, stand on stage by myself. Can somebody come up here with me, please? <laughs> like, like, no, man, like, no. And, and, and some of you like, what you was gonna do? I don't know what we're gonna do, but I sure we're gonna do no comedy. So, man, so I, I could, so me doing this, I know it's God, cause I didn't, I didn't, this, I ain't gonna think about this. Wow. It never crossed my mind. And so he's the one that showed me it. And so I'm like, he got to show me the way. Some of them are like, where you, where you see yourself in five years? I said, man, I'll just be making up something to you. This, this is satisfying this conversation. I said, because I I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I want to be some, somewhere great, but the way God be moving his pace, you know, I'm like, and so I, I think so. That is my biggest hesitation and our best. That is my biggest, uh, you know, slow down. It's not God, it's me. Right. Uh, and, and, and it's me, it's that belief. And that's, I do struggle with that at times because it's almost like, God, you can use me. Like sometimes I'm, I'm a big, bad Christian, you know, like I got this. God going to open up doors, you know. And sometimes I'm like, I'm that little sheep, bro. Like I, I don't, I don't know. Like God, will you? You know, it's crazy how I know God can use me in one moment. He got me. He got us. We will never. Then you get a, them moments like God. I don't know. Wow. I, 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 I really don't. I need you in this moment. And so we struggle. My struggle sometimes it, it is belief because you know I know God is real. I know God can do things. Sometimes we don't believe God can use us. That's and so powerful. 
it's easy to tell somebody else's story. Such and such over here did it. Something or something great happened to them. And you're like, I see why. Because they get, but we don't see it for our own self. And so I had it really is, it, it really is reprogramming that mind because for the longest, I thought I only could rent the car, not own the car. You know, I felt like God would just dangle success in front of me that I would just really get just close enough. So my testimony is I was close to it, mm. not that I possessed it. And so I had to really challenge myself. And I still, it's still a daily struggle of saying, no, you own this. You possess this. This is you. This is this is what, and we going all the way with it. We ain't have doing it. We, we, yeah, this is you. Yeah, that bank account going to be, yeah, 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 you're going to be on the same stage. So when New York, um, I passed by the Comedy Cellar, which is like the legendary club in New York. And so I didn't walk past it. I stopped in there. I was like, oh, I said, Lord, you show me. Why, why you let me turn down this street right here? I said, oh, and this and look, this one messed me up. Security guard came out. I said, oh, we got to run. He was like, nah, dog, I got to get my picture. I said, get your picture. He was like, I love your videos. I said, oh, shoot. <laughs> I said, oh, shoot. So, and so, 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 man, just, just trusting God, trusting the process, trusting that God will do, and that trust that God can use, and that God can and will use me. Right. For great things and greater things. What I've been hearing in my spirit more than anything, man, is abundance. Exceeding exceedingly and abundantly. Exceedingly abundantly. Exceedingly abundantly. And I'm realizing that man is me thinking too low. Mm. And it's exceedingly abundantly. I was giving some examples of numbers. I was like saying fifty thousand this and five and fifty that like that. My buddy, my buddy stopped me and said, "Why your why your examples low? Why your examples?" He said, "When you said fifty thousand, you gonna say five hundred thousand? I think I say fifty million. Like why your examples low?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm, 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 I'm. <laughs> so exceedingly abundantly, exceedingly abundantly." And I mean, I'm man. This time last year was at about. 50,000 followers, we're about at 140,000 followers, you know, exceedingly abundantly. God can do it exceedingly abundantly. One of the connections is man. Man, you just said it all. I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say after that. That, that was such uh, a much needed to hear word for so many people, you know, because uh, a lot of people do go through that. They're struggling with belief, you know, they, they struggle. It's like, I know God real. I know he can get me th through things. I know what seems to be impossible is possible with God. But right now, I'm just feeling a little bit low. I'm feeling like I need that extra push. And what what's screaming in my head is that he's a good father. Yeah. And so a good father knows their child. They, you know when your son or your daughter is going through something. You know when something is different about your child today, if you're yeah. a good parent. And so yeah. God is no different when it comes to that because he's the example. So he'll look at your situation when you're struggling with moments like that and he say, I got you. Got you. That's it. That's, That's it. everything. That's it. That's it. And so for those who are listening, man, um, don't don't wait on don't don't wait on somebody to validate you. And I think that's the reason why we lack a belief is because we look for validation. 
And man, 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 God is the one that validates us, man. Uh, when when he said, when he gave you the go, that's the validation. When he gave you the go, that was all the validation that you needed. Everything, it, it was in the go. Go ahead. He gave you the green light. When he gave you the green light, that's the validation. And, and, and somebody stopped me in the parking lot and was like, he said, God going to go at your, he said, for me, I don't know about you, but he said, from, he said, for Shrop, he said, God is going to go at your pace. He said, God's going to go at your pace. How much he's going to pour out, he's going to go at your pace. He said, it's going to be on how much you believe him. Because God's ready, but he's going to go at your pace. He ain't going to go before. He's going to go at your pace. But I'm, he's just saying, he's ready to pour out, but are you ready for him to pour out on you? He was like, "Cause he don't don't be saying it's time out for putting this on God. Oh, we wait on God. No, no, no. God wait on you. Mm, he better tell somebody. He ready. So he gonna he's a, so. And again, this works for me. It was like God is gonna go at your pace. If you want to run and go this thing, he, he, he let's go. Oh, you want to just slow walk this thing? Okay, all right. That's what you. But he waiting on you. So a lot of people are waiting on validation, waiting for somebody to give them the green light. Man, if God gave you the green light, man, go, mm. go, go. You can sell five books or you can sell 5,000 books. You can sell 500. It, it's up to you. He gave you the green light. Wow. That's powerful, brother. I just got to say, I've interviewed a lot of comedians up here, man. I'm talking Michael Blackson, Red Grant, Lunell. But then there's you. <laughs> what I mean is it's like the testimony the story the inspiration behind it and the, the, the ability to be a blessing to others is like unmatched unmatched and I'm saying I'm telling you that from just from my heart um, so many people needed to hear this message today there's so many people that hearts are really going to be changed by this. And I just got to say, the way that you're being so humble about it in the process, the way that you're actually giving God the glory, you know, because there's so many people, they, they wait, they wait, they, I, I got this award, now I'm going to give God the glory. But giving God the glory through the process, Man, you better. that's where it's at. And so for anyone that's listening right now, while you're going through that process, Give God the glory while you're struggling. Give God the glory yeah. because there's something about that. There's that humility. There's something about that when you give God the glory, where you may be in a position where you feel like you ain't even got it yet. You showing Him that you're thankful for what you got. Because there's a lot of people that pray and they're praying, they're praying, they're praying, and what they should be doing is thanking God for what He's already done in your life. Yep. You know. Um. So I just want to leave y'all with that word. Um, anything you want to leave the people with, man? I mean, I really do feel like you've you been hitting all right now, you know. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, nah, man. Thank y'all for y'all, man. And um, uh, shout out my cousin. He said shout out Busy B Bakery. Yeah, <laughs> that's my cousin all down there. Shout yeah. out to uh, Mike Teasy. I saw him in the chat earlier, too. Hey, that's the homie, man. I'm telling you, man. Hey, I, I love I love Teasy's grind, man. His faith, man. Seeing stuff like that, being around like-minded, you know, believers that's in this in this walk that yeah. I seen that man. And so, um, if I can leave you with anything, man, just know that you y'all blessed, man. And like my brother just said, man, um, um, you blessed in the in the season, in in, in the storm, outside the storm, 
um, uh, before you get the acknowledgement and the validation from others, you blessed before that, man. And so, man, y'all blessed, man. Bless me that you back by God, man. He got, he got you. He got you. Don't worry about it. Just, just put the work in. The word that um that at church is, and I'll leave you with this: is, is be strong and do the work. Mm. Be strong and do the work. Make no excuses. That's what I'm. I'm learning. I'm learning that because I got enough excuses. I got four kids. <laughs> I got be strong and do the work. Get that work done. So whatever it is that you're supposed to do, here it is. There you go. Whatever it is that you're supposed to do, whatever that thing that God called you to do, do it. Whatever he said, do whatever that thing is, and, and you know what that thing is because it just came in your brain. So whatever that thing is that God called you to do and told you to do, get it done. That's it. That's it. Well, look, thank you so much for coming through the King Legend Talks. It really was an honor to have you here today. Um, I, I, I don't usually say this, but I'm ready to go look at this interview again right now. So I, I want to say I really do appreciate your time. And your your transparency with us, man, and just really giving God the glory, because um, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. And I always tell people, it don't matter how much accomplishments you make in this life, when you die, and it's all said and done, it will mean nothing if you didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Come on. And so I just want to leave people with that because the funeral is not the place to say, "I hope I had a relationship with him." Come you on. need to know him today, because tomorrow not promised. And, and I'm a testament of that, y'all. I was on a ventilator for 12 days. I know what it's like to be there in that situation and, and, and not knowing, well, am I going to make these dreams come true? Because it don't matter when you're in the hospital. Mm. <laughs> Only thing that matters is that moment in your health. And so what I will say is do it now. If God is putting something on your heart, do it now because you, you're going to get held accountable for every day you spend on this earth. So what are you doing with your time? Because when you die and you and you got this relationship with Christ and you go to heaven, but you, you're going to have this uh, this responsibility, what did you do with your time? Did you waste it or did you use it to bring glory to God? So bring glory to God every single day of your life. And, you know, we got to we gotta keep doing that, man. And that's what it's about. So thank y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's another episode of King Legend Talks. We out. Be a king and a legend, boy. That's a big one, huh? He ain't enough to just be a king. And you got the lion in the background, boy. You's a dangerous guy, man. <laughs> you are put through the fire. The only thing that kept me going was I knew it was going to happen. I believed it was going to happen. Oh, I used to, used to print out that list, and I would put my name at the top. I would white out the person at the top, and I'd put my name. Now print out that list and I'd keep it in my pocket for the next four months until one day the email that I got had my name at the top. See?